Welcome to LHU, where we work through various topics, questions, and issues to help followers of Jesus engage their minds and grow in their faith. end of our course on how to connect with God. We've covered a lot of ground, everything from God being approachable, that He desperately wants to connect with you. We've worked through some blinders, some things that make it difficult for us to connect with God, that we talk to God through prayer, that we listen to Him through the Bible, and that all of this is possible, it's empowered, and it is facilitated by the Holy Spirit. For our last class, what I want to do is is just give some practical structures for what daily time spent with God may look like. Let me just say at the front end, um, people call this so many different things uh, based on where you come from. Some people call it a devotional. I went to Bible college, and we shortened that to Devo. And so sometimes I talk about Devos. People think I'm talking about the 80s band, but I'm talking about time spent with God. Um, Other people call it a, a quiet time, which I think is just the worst name because it sounds like you got in trouble and you got put in time out. No offense to those that call it a quiet time, but whatever you call it, the point is this is a portion of time that we daily dedicate to God. And there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. I just want to give a few anchors. Number one, I think it's really important to be consistent, to pick a time of the day that you spend with God regularly. Whether this is early morning, this is the best time for me, Uh, whether it is the middle of the day, lunch break at work, or in the evening, maybe after the kids go to bed, the the time doesn't really matter as much as the consistency behind it. We are creatures of habit, and our life is comprised of the habits that we keep. And so to simply have, hey, this is the time of day that I connect with God. This is, at this time of day, the posture of my soul is ready to cultivate a relationship with Him. I think it's really helpful. I also think it's really helpful to begin with a maybe just a few minutes of worship, to put on some praise and worship before we go to connect with Him. That said, I want to blitz through some structures that we can use to connect with God. But keep in mind, these are just structures. These aren't magic formulas. God is the one who gives life, not the means we use to connect with Him. And from time to time, a formula or a structure can grow stale or grow cold. And it needs to be freshened up. It needs to be mixed up, which is in part why I'm going to give you so many to start with here. Number one is the SOAP method. That is S-O-A-P, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. So it starts with Scripture. Maybe you just read a chapter out of the Gospels. And as you're reading that Scripture, you pray. You know God wants to connect with you, so you pray, speak to me. As you read, you're making observations. What's God saying? What's God doing? Is there maybe a sin to avoid? What's happening in this passage? You observe what's taking place, but we don't stop there. We go from observation to application because not everything that happens in the Bible is directly applicable to you and me. Case in point, maybe you're reading about the Israelites that God parts the waters of the Red Sea so they can go into the promised land. that probably doesn't apply directly to you. You're probably not trying to traverse a large body of water, but there's still truth there for you. For example, God is faithful 
even when you don't know exactly what he's doing, that God is present even in difficult situations and circumstances. And so you take, hey, what happened? That's observation. What does this mean for me? That's application. And then you pray. You close it out by saying, God, help me to apply that what I see about you. Help me to believe that's true. Let me live like that's true and help me to change where I need to. That's the SOAP method. Another method of reading the Bible is what I want to call conversational reading, which is basically... You, as you read the Bible, you're just constantly in a prayer conversation with God. Help me to apply this. Help me to use this. God, that is so true of you. Let me see that. Let me believe that. And it's, it's just a really refreshing, open, honest way to read the Bible, especially if maybe your routine has gotten a little stale or you feel like you've fallen into a rut. Just maintain that prayer conversation with God as you read his word. Another method is what I'll call meditative reading. So you Read scripture until something strikes you. Maybe it's just a verse or, or, or a passage that was powerful. Something convicted you. Something challenged you or encouraged you or, or you, just something you've never seen before. You read until something strikes you and then you meditate on it. Now, don't let that word meditate freak you out. We're not talking about Eastern meditation where you empty your mind. We're talking about biblical meditation where you fill your mind with the truth of God's word. And so you read that, something strikes you, and meditating is just holding that in your heart, in your, in your mind throughout the day. You let the truth of what you read sink deeper and deeper into your soul. It's just a way to really focus on what God could be speaking to you. Those verses that you meditate on, those could be great candidates for another practice, which is meditating on scripture. So this is like the psalmist said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Uh, memorizing scripture is where you take a verse and you just hide it inside your heart, inside your mind, so it's ready in case you need it. If, from personal experience, there are so many times that I've, med I've memorized a scripture, and then it seems like just within days, if not within hours later, that I'm in a situation where I need that verse. And I'm so glad that I took the time to hide it in my heart. Uh, so memorizing scripture can be extremely effective, especially those verses that you've meditated on and that have really meant something to you. A practice that I find extremely helpful is journaling. Uh, I love to journal. That's where at the end of your time spent with God, you simply write down, here's my impressions, here's my prayers, uh, you know, this is what I'm thinking through, this is what I feel like God is speaking to me. And for me, this does two things. Number one, it crystallizes what I feel like God is saying. So it takes it out of this realm of emotions and thoughts, and it just puts it in words on paper. This is what I feel like God is leading me towards or speaking to me or challenging me with. But another thing that journaling does is it just creates a, um, a record of your time spent with God. So if you do this consistently, you can look back, maybe even years later, and say, wow, look at what I was wrestling with then, or, or look how God answered this prayer, or look how God was so faithful in that situation. And what it does is it gives you faith and it gives you courage for whatever season you're in right now. Journaling creates that record of, man, look what God has done with me in the past. Um, another thing that's really helpful is sharing what we believe God is speaking to us, that the Bible tells us to spur one another on towards love and good works people in the church, people that follow Jesus, we should encourage one another. And so maybe you find someone, you say, hey, 
This is what God is speaking to me, and this is what I feel like he's challenging me with, and then they do the same. And this isn't arrogant, like, well, this is what God said, so you better do it. This is, yeah, I feel like this is where God is challenging me. What do you think? And then they respond, well, hey, this is what I feel like God is saying to me. And if done right, this can be so exciting and so energizing to your Christian walk. By the way, if you don't have any friends that you can do that with or relationships that you can do that with, our LH groups, we have a number of them that meet in person and online. I guarantee that you can find someone that will help you and share with you what God is doing in their life, and you can do the same for them. But then lastly, and perhaps most importantly, is that whatever structure you choose, be it soap or meditative scripture or conversational read, whatever it is, it should end in action. This is why the Apostle Paul told the church in Corinth, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. There is nothing that will take your relationship with God and make it cold and stale and dead, like taking it and treating it just like knowledge to be put on a shelf. Uh, that verse is cool. Uh, that's a clever idea. I um, mean, yeah, I like that. But, but just to sort of catalog all these things, but it doesn't change the way you live. That's not what it's supposed to be like. This is why we have the Holy Spirit, because our time with God is supposed to end in action. It doesn't, it doesn't stop when you close your Bible. It should bleed into the rest of your life. This, it, you do not need the Holy Spirit simply to learn facts or memorize scripture. You need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit to live like Jesus. This is what keeps our relationship with God active and vibrant and white hot, is that we take our time spent with him and then we put it out into our workplace or we put it in our family group or our friend group, that it bleeds into real life. And just like we said last class, it's when we live like Jesus that we're propelled deeper into a relationship with Jesus. And the more we see him, the more we live like him, and it goes on and on and on. And the Holy Spirit facilitates all of us. And so find a time that works. Pick a method. Try some different ones. And then let it change your life. Find someone that you can challenge and they can challenge you. But make sure it ends in love. Because love builds up, but knowledge just puffs up. Let it end in action. And I know that because God so deeply wants to connect with you and the Holy Spirit is inside of you, I know he will lead you to live like Jesus. Thank you so much for being a part of our class on how to connect with God. I hope this has been helpful. Um, as always, we would love to hear from you. And so if you have feedback of how this has helped or Maybe if there's questions that you have or, or there's some way that we can help you now or in the future, please don't hesitate to reach out. We would absolutely love to hear from you. I have uh, been so grateful and excited to be a part of this journey with you. I hope it leads you closer to Jesus. And I hope that God, day by day, step by step, teaches you what it looks like to connect with him as the true vine, to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, that he uses you to reach the lost and make disciples. Love you guys. 